Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Two four DJS. Happy holiday Monday, President's Day. When I was a kid, we got off for Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday. Really? Mm. And then they put them together, and I was just like, "This is communism. This, this is <laughs> this, this is, is un-American." Yeah. I think we should have a day for every president that's there ever you go. lived. Yeah. Yeah. Every president's birthday, we should get off of work. Find <laughs> <laughs> that at all. I have that list here in front of me, the uh, whatever project it is, the greatest president project. Rank the presidents from 1 to 45. Uh, Lincoln was the best. Trump was the worst. Don't kill the messenger. Just telling you. Uh, Yeah, we should celebrate the bottom 10. Give them one day. (laughs) (laughs) One day for Hoover, Tyler, Taylor, Fillmore, Harding, Harrison, Pierce, Johnson, Buchanan, and Trump. Oh, man. Man, if you're doing that list, don't you put Trump anywhere but the bottom just so yes. people aren't yes. going to get mad? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like what we hit earlier. I think there should be a waiting period. Yeah. I mean, at least two terms. But for, I mean, like, it's the truth is that you every president inherits something. Of course. Either good or bad. Sometimes, you know, it could be either direction. Well, you don't deserve credit for something you didn't do, and you don't deserve blame for something you didn't do. Yeah. Maybe we let your policies play out for you know a couple of terms, and then we can throw you into the grading process. Yeah. But you know what? They don't get headlines if Trump's not last. True. And the big headline right? is that that Biden yeah. is number fourteen. That's yeah. He's not even through with his first term. Right. And we're like, he's the fourteenth best to you, ever do it. Folks. You guys are making sense. <laughs> no, you guys are making sense. <laughs> yeah, he's not even done yet. Yeah. There's a lot he could mess up. You're in the, in top the next third. couple of months. Um. Boy, I had something and it went away. I saw you circling stuff on your notebook and I yeah. thought, here we go. Yeah. From the mind we, of Dave. Here we go. <laughs> I, I do have one from the mind of Dave. Um, it's a, it's a deep one, or at least it, it felt deep. Um, we, <laughs> we procreate, we have children so lackadaisically. And I say that, uh, turning 60 in September and I have had my life, as far as I know, you only get one. 
You know, unless you just keep getting reincarnated and they wipe your memory or something. But this is the only one I know but is, is it really more than one if you only know one? Right. Yeah, good point. Uh, and this one has been harder than I thought. You know, I, I said last week I'm not in love with being alive. and <laughs> freaked a lot of people out. It's like, I'm not suicidal. Don't worry about that. I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty realistic about things. Uh, but typically you have kids when you're younger. And... When you have kids, you say things like, we're pregnant. I'm going to be a dad. And it's not like you have them as accessories like handbags, but you can't really appreciate what you're doing bringing a life into the world until you've lived a life. Does that make sense? Now that I'm as old as I am, I it's not like, oh, if I could go back, I'd never have Nick or Phoebe. Or I'm not a, a, a an anti-life guy. Remember we had that guy on the show a few years ago? Yeah. That it's, it, 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 it's a crime to have a baby because what? how horrible. That, like, it, it's bad an, for the environment Anti-existence and all that. I'm not that guy. Oh, my goodness. Not that guy. I'm just saying that if you live enough years on the planet, you appreciate how textured and dynamic and difficult life can be. And then, and of course, you're worried about your kids and what what about when I'm gone and can I leave them something to help them out and blah, 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 blah. It just kind of struck me last night how flippantly we bring lives into the world. But it's because, in my humble opinion, maybe just because I was just a man baby uh, up until maybe last Wednesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened last Wednesday? <laughs> Something you did. Um, no, I've just, I've just, I have, uh, immaturity has been a hallmark in my life. Yeah. It has. Like what did I say to you today at breakfast? We went over to Chris's and had breakfast and we we're talking about careers and plans and business plans. And I told Rach, I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I feel like my career has been a giant version of the kid that can make a fart noise with his armpit. Mm. And, but I just did it well enough and people were like, we're going to pay you for this. You feel me? It's not like building a legal career or, oh, my dad was a brain surgeon. It's like, no, my dad makes wiener jokes, <laughs> you know? And so, I don't know. I just, it just struck me last night how much gravitas there is to bringing a life into the world. And we typically do it with just like a gender reveal and a party because you don't know any better. I know, but don't you think if everyone was in the same headspace as you, no one would ever have kids? Yep. Like if people in their 20s were like, this yeah. is such an yes. enormous responsibility and the weight of the world is on yes. my shoulder. I mean, you kind of need a little should, bit of obliviousness. Should, but I think we should have less. I know that Elon is pushing. We need more people. And, and I just think that, uh, I mean, no one's going to do anything because I say something. But that was just it. That was just my point. That that I'm sure there are other people out there listening who kind of get it, what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, man, had I known, I would have thought a couple times about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had my kid really young. I mean, she w I was she was born uh, when I was 25. Yeah, I so, was 30 with Nick. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I did the young thing, and I, I mean, there's always parts you're like, if I had known what I knew 10 years later, I would have done some things differently, but I, I didn't have any regrets in that regard. But what if I throw an, a wild card into this? What if all of how we look at this consciously doesn't even matter? We are biologically wired. We are genetically oh, yeah. wired to reproduce. Yeah. And you are you are wired to reproduce young because mm -hmm. back in the day, 
that was necessary for survival because you didn't live till you were 60 years old yeah. mm-hmm. way, way back. Yeah. Does that change the dynamic? Does it make you think differently about it? If that, I don't know if that's 100% the truth. I mean, we've evolved and changed a lot over the last few thousand years. Yeah. But, like, what if it is just that? I'll go you one better. There's a philosopher who I like. Boy, that was pretentious. Um, <laughs> I think a TikTok philosopher. Yeah, there's a philosopher that I like. Uh, who, when asked what the meaning of life is, very simply says uh, to procreate. That's it. That's why we're here, just to to pass on our genes. To you know, animals do it. We do it. Um, you know, that's why you have like one male and a bunch of females in the animal world and the biggest, you know, strongest buck and X, Y, Z. Um, yeah, he, he just says like, yeah, we're here to have kids and, and to pass it on. That's it. I mean, that's how other species are. Yeah. And we have consciousness. We have the, the ability to reason and understand. Maybe other species do, but we don't know yeah. it and can't recognize it. But there's definitely that element. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Life is just harder than I thought it would be. I think that's the bottom line. Okay. And there are people out there who think I'm a wuss for saying it, and there are people out there who are going, amen, brother. Maybe. Again, I'm just trying to throw a theory out. I don't think I believe this, but over time, because your parents weren't exactly. They were 40. Helicopter parents, though, right? They weren't like. Well, but do do we think that maybe as a species overall, as parents, are we too protective of. Do we sell the fairy tale for too long? Do we sell, you're going to meet Prince Charming yeah. and you're going to meet the girl of your dreams and you're going to, and everything's going to be wonderful because in our minds and hearts, we want it to be that yeah. for our kids. And then eventually everybody realizes I mean, it's I, pretty I, much I, never that. I said it last year at one point and took crap. Like my best advice for everyone, just lower your standards. <laughs> Everyone else in the world is going to tell you, like, you shoot for the moon and don't use subtle and you this and you that. And you can be there. I'm like, lower your standards. Lower your standards. You'll be happier. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Does that sound terrible? No, it doesn't sound terrible. I think I think we could use a little bit more of that. And not in a way we're like... Obviously, you're never going to reach your dreams, so not even, don't even try. I don't think that's what you're saying. Oh, it is. But <laughs> There's a bit of that. To me, I take it more as like just because you're not living what you thought your dream was doesn't mean that your life is any no, less No, I, I say lower your standards special. so that you're happier. Right, yeah. right. Don't ex- I mean, don't lower your standards for happiness. Lower your standards <laughs> for achievement and ambition and such because you will eventually learn there are some people who are motivated by being rich and famous and, you know, what have you. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it's few and far between who can be satisfied with that. Uh, so when I say lower your standards, I don't mean for happiness. I mean, like, your ambitions because you may waste a lot of time trying to be the shortstop for the Cardinals. Hmm. Remember Close and I got in that big fight about this. When he said, like, we're talking about stand-up comedy, because that was when I first started doing that. And he said, if you're good enough, if you try hard enough, you'll make it to the top. Not about me, just in right, general. Just in general right. And I'm like, that's completely false. Whether it's Sure music, it is, because there are plenty of people that try hard that don't or, make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are things that are in, people are innately good at. And you can refine those things. You can be better. You can always be. Again, I use myself as a as a baseball player. Nobody cared about it or wanted it more than me. I tried. I worked. I wasn't good enough. But I would never tell another person not to try to do it. I would. Mo- I would kind of modify what you're saying, Dave, because I think there's something in there between where we both sit that is 100 percent right. You have to be okay that you're going to fail. 
You have to accept that you're going to fail. And with that, all right, fine, shoot for the moon. But understand, you're probably not going to get there, so don't let it ruin you if you don't. Yeah. Now I go ahead, Rich. I, I'm just thinking. I think a lot of people are taught the shoot for the stars thing without the the necessary footnote of like, and of course you're going to fail a ton on the way. Yes. Um, I just think we leave that part out. And it's going to be a ton of work. And when you get the brass ring, you may not want it. Like I, I, I don't do as much speaking as I used to, but I used to do a lot of public speaking and a lot of it for like college kids who wanted to do what I was doing, or or something in the creative arts. And it wasn't always a hit because I was pretty honest. And one thing that I've always maintained is this. Whatever you do, uh, but especially if it's creative, that you're lucky if you get a shot. And then if you get a shot, like I did, you have to work hard enough to do it long enough to find your voice because everyone just has a bad impression of someone else. I was doing some sort of a Stephen D.C., Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern hybrid for three or four years. And then you find your own voice and you get to do what you want to do. But the point that I always make is this. If all those things happen and you do, you are lucky enough and you work hard enough and you find your own quote unquote voice, people can still go, nope, Mm -hmm. don't want it. See everything you're doing? Like, oh, no, no, you don't get it. You, you don't get what I'm doing here. No, Dave, I see it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That happens in life. All the time. All the time. And people think the same about us, you know, about you or you think Hell about me yeah. or whatever. And, I, and being okay with that is a big deal. I know it's hard because everybody's wired differently, right? I mean, I, I think we underestimate how much of our personalities and all those things are hardwired into us. There are things you can adjust. There are things you can tweak and work on and get improve. It's kind of like we're talking about with the talent, but you're still wired a certain way. Your gene, your genetics are your genetics. Your DNA is your DNA, and there's only so much you can be told. Stop being like that. Well, I can't, or you know, I'm trying, but it's not working, or whatever. And the sooner we all are like, fine, people are. That was one of the things I had to learn early in radio was, oh my God, there are a lot of people listening that don't like me or don't agree with me. Or think I'm stupid or yeah. whatever. And I used to bug me when I was in my 20s. I'd be like, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he so... And then I realized, oh, but there are people I listen to that I don't like. Yeah. And they're very successful. So maybe that's okay. When I when I was probably a second year in my career, which is when you're at your worst, um, I was being pretty cocky and pretty swaggy. And Maureen, who had been in radio for years before that... Uh, in sales and promotions and such, got mad at me. (laughs) And she goes, you know what? She's like, you are not that big a deal. And do you know how I know that? Because everyone loves you. You cannot be a big deal in radio or any media until half the people hate you. And I'm like, well, half the people in this room hate me, so I I guess I'm successful in this kitchen, aren't I? But no, it's it's one of those things that when you're having an argument or a fight, and you're thinking of your next thing you're going to say, and then someone drops a bomb on you like that, and you're like, well, crap, I think she's right. Yeah. And it's and it, you're, you're not going to be able to pick those things up innately. You're going to have to hear it from someone else. Whether it's the critic, you know, it's a boss coaching you, it's a family member, or it's listeners, or whatever your job. I mean, everybody's job is different, but you're not always going to just generate that understanding On your own, it's going to come from outside. You can be very self-aware, and you're still going to miss 50% of the stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. That's why it's good to have good people around you. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. 224 DGS. So in the first hour, we were talking about a uh, quote from uh, Arenado, where he basically said, uh, one of the problems with last year is we had too many young guys, not enough veteran voices, and uh, then said, uh, I should have talked up, I should have spoken up more, but I didn't feel like I could do that because I wasn't having the best year myself, and we have an update to that. Yeah, so uh, Miles Michaelis went on a podcast, Foul Territory, which is great, by the way. Former ball players hosting it, and they get into some great stuff. And players, the current players that talk to them are more open with them than they might be with me or somebody else because they have that shared experience. Um, and they they played the audio of what Arenado said while Miles Michaelis was on the podcast. And then Miles reacted to it and essentially agreed, said, look, there were a lot of young guys. I'm paraphrasing. Sorry, I've only watched it once, and it was just a minute ago. Um, but he said, well, a lot of young guys and those guys have things to learn. Um, you know, all of us did when we were young, like we had things to learn when you get to the big leagues, it's not the same as the minor leagues. And then he talked about how it's hard sometimes to connect with them because they're not like us as older players. And he said things like, you know, they don't, they don't play golf. Like a lot of us do. They don't like to play ping pong. And we got a ping pong table on there. He goes, I'd like to, you know, hang out with those guys and play ping pong, but they're on their phones and they're on social media and they're not they're not like us essentially, which is like the greatest duh thing, right? I mean, you think people that are 15 years younger than you are not like you? Of course they're not. Like we all know that. Um, and then he went on and admitted, and this is where I want to give him credit like I gave Arenado credit. There's part of it where I want to give credit and there's part of it I really don't like. Um, I want to give credit for them recognizing their part in that last year because Miles then went on to say... I didn't do a good enough job of helping those guys last year because I was struggling and I was in my own head and I wasn't really as accessible as I needed to be because I was too worried about myself, essentially. So you give them an A for honesty. So I, and and for recognizing a failing, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you need to be better at. But I don't like how this sounds. 
I don't like hearing from a bunch of veteran players, guys that are 10, 12, 15 years into their professional careers, that if they're struggling, they're no use to anyone else. I don't like that. That wasn't true for Chris Carpenter. That wasn't true for a lot of guys that have come. Now, this is not about a previous generation versus this generation thing from my view. This is if the Cardinals are going to get better, they need their veterans to be more stable. Do you find it selfish? No, I don't think it's intentional. Selfishness requires being intentional. I don't think they're selfish. But I think what I'm seeing is guys that had not really experienced this before. A lot of these guys had experienced being on a bad team, but still performing. That's what Arenado had a lot in Colorado, right? Miles had had times where he struggled. I mean, he struggled so badly early in his career. He had to go overseas, reestablish himself, and then he came back a different guy. And he pitched on a lot of good Cardinals teams. Last year was the first time he he was struggling as a veteran and also on a team that was in a bad place, right? And I think we see, we're seeing a lot, like Paul Goldschmidt in his years in Arizona, when they were bad and he was good, he was still good during all that time. Last year might have been the first time where he was not what he expected. Now, he wasn't bad by any means. He was still very good. Uh, but he wasn't at his level of expectation and at the same time that the team wasn't. So maybe that's it, where you have a bunch of guys that have struggled before, but not in a situation where the team was also bad and they were expected to be veteran leaders, right? I'm just not a big fan of what I'm hearing in the in the sense that you're you're talking about too many young players, but it sounds to me like the problem is actually the older guys because young guys don't know what they don't know. It's not their fault that they are their age or that they have the lack of experience because they do. What I'm seeing is this is why Lance Lynn is here and maybe why Kyle Gibson is here and why Sonny Gray is here. Do you think some veterans that will change the veteran group more than change the rookies? Do you think that's a happy accident or you think that that's Moselock? Oh, no, that was by design. Playing 3D chess. That was by design. giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back 
Guys, DJS 235 at the top of the hour. It will be uh, Stairway to Kevin. And in addition to what you're going to talk about in general, uh, let's do a little more on this Cardinal stuff because it's really interesting. It, and it kinda, it'll, some of it will tie, but not exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George Rosenthal is here, one of the owners of ThrottleNet. Uh, so I always feel like I need to protect George because when he comes on, he talks about AI and like huge, high concept stuff. And I, George, I never want like an orthodontist to hear this and go, well, I can't use throttle net because right. it's all AI stuff. It's all crazy Skynet. Yeah, I mean, I love talking about AI. And AI does have a lot to do with cybersecurity now. But you're right. The key thing is that we are an IT support first with cybersecurity being the emphasis. Yeah. Um, but yes, I love talking AI. And AI does have a lot to do with what we're doing every day. I mean, we've integrated into ThrottleNet's customer service. So Crazy. So uh, I know you got some stuff to talk about. Sure, sure. First, I have to talk about the woolly mammoths. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So there's this new AI that I guess is, is not uh, accessible to us yet, where you just say, uh, hey, George from ThrottleNet uh, dancing a polka with a uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz, and boom, there it is. Yes. And I saw the one where it said woolly mammoths with wispy clouds, and there's an entire forest, and every pine tree in that forest, they had to make a decision on how tall is it? Is it taller than the one? It's like dreams, like we've talked about in dreams where you're in a palace, like your brain is constructing the marble and the striations in the marble. Is there like a, an analogy? Is there a commonality to that? Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, that is fascinating to try out. And if, if you guys have not tried this out yet, firefly.adobe.com. So firefly.adobe.com. You can do text to image or text to video. And just the, the sheer concept of, yes, how tall is each tree? How many, uh, literally, how many pines are in each branch? Um, the amount of grass that's blowing in the, in the breeze. The, the, the fur on the, it's all being computed instantaneously through a, artificial intelligence giving you an idea of what could be. Yeah. And then being able to go and then click that into Photoshop and change whatever you want. It's 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 fascinating. It really I don't wanna I don't wanna commandeer this, but it really adds some credibility to maybe we're in a simulation because George Washington died because they bled him. Right. Because that's how they're gonna save him. Yeah. He had no idea what a dinosaur was. Right. <laughs> right. And here we are creating Yes. Billions of blades of grass that are blowing in specific directions. Yes. That's a long way to come really fast. It is. Where will we be where will we be in two hundred more years? Oh, I can't that's something that's just mind blowing. I, I I'm fascinated to see where we're gonna go in ten. I mean, the way this is going, since you and I started talking about this in studio, it's been rapidly accelerating. I mean, to the point where it's scary now. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that was this goes right to this was the story out of Hong Kong multinational corporation. They think this was an inside job, by the way. So this gentleman in the finance department gets onto a meeting and there are three people on the meeting, the CFO and two people underneath him. They tell him in a very persuasive way to transfer twenty five million dollars. He does it because he's talking to these people on camera. Turns out none of it was real. They were all I've deepfaked. Not heard this story. All of the people that he was talking to did not exist at that moment while they were talking to how him. How were they how were they responding to him? They were like normal conversation like you would on oh, GPT four. It's like the scariest this. thing. So he's literally saying, Are you sure? I really don't and he thankfully he recorded this, so he's yeah. not liable. Um, but it's all over it's all over the news. They arrested six people um, for deep faking the executive team in the finance department, but 
here he is asking questions. Are you sure? I don't know if I should really do this. And AI is automatically conversing with him to convince him to do this. I mean, it's, and you're sitting here watching live people who you work with in this giant corporation. And he's in the business. And he's in, he works, yes, he's in the, he's in the finance department. But that's how real the CFO and all of the people underneath him and looked so on camera. If they can do that, they can certainly send you a video of what appears to be your child or grandchild being 100%. kidnapped. 100%. It, yeah. hap- it happened to that poor woman. Uh, she gets a call. Her daughter's on the phone crying, says she's been kidnapped, and they wanted a large sum of money. Well, she was down the street at a friend's house. But they recorded her off of social media. They took her videos off of TikTok and YouTube shorts and YouTube, cloned her voice, and then made an AI phone call George, to her mom. what are the possible fixes for this? Is it a watermark? Is it uh, it's, increased it, legal liability? I think it's going to come down to what Sam Altman said at the World Government Summit, and I could not agree with this more, is that the world right now needs a governing body. Just like, okay, we have a governing body called the Atomic Energy Agency to monitor all nuclear weapons on the world. Well, why don't we do that? We need to have that for AI because right now it's getting out of control. Because right now there are really no rules. There are no rules. It is a full-on Wild West scenario right now. And it is going to be your your work and struggle to prove that something bad happened to you that you didn't do. And you're really only constrained by your own conscience. Correct. Yes. I mean, it's extremely, and this isn't something we're talking like, oh, fantasy land. No, no, this is now. Like, it's happening right now. I mean, the, the poor guy transferred. If you in Throttle Net yeah. wanted to take off your white hats and put on black hats. Oh, it would be scary. You could cash out yeah. pretty, pretty you know, easily. You'd also probably go to very long-term jail. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes, it's very, very scary. Uh, we actually gave a presentation this morning. Uh, Chris Montgomery did, and we were talking, and I said, you know, hey, your Wi-Fi is wide open. And they kind of looked at me like, well, why is that bad? And I said, well, because if I was a bad guy, I would own your network right now. And they were kind of like, oh, I, we didn't know that. Hmm. And so it's just something as, as simple as not putting a password on your Wi-Fi, yeah. especially at home. Everybody listening has a, has a router at home. Make sure you have a complex mm-hmm. password. I mean, I know you're going to have guests over. and give them, So you can set up a guest network yep. on, your, on your home network. Do that. It doesn't take much time to do. Uh, you can and call Spectrum or AT and T or whomever to help you if that's the case. But I love do, it. You says, do it. You got to do it. Doesn't take much time to do. <laughs> it does. If, if I had to do it, and you came back in a hundred years, I'd still be sitting <laughs> on my couch. It so, wouldn't be done. Reading the manual. What? So when we look at these things with AI, because we're talking a lot about it with people probably getting ready to use this to deceive voters in an election year. How do people in Congress, how do people making laws, how do you protect against it? So that is... Like, what can you do? It's going to have to come from the creators of AI, meaning Google, OpenAI. Okay. It's going to have to come from them. They are going to have to regulate and monitor their own artificial intelligence systems to monitor what comes out as lies or what comes out as truth, which goes back to why there has to be regulation. I'm not a big regulation guy. I'm just not. I mean, in most industries, but this, this is a no-brainer regulation. And would, would, would I be, like, I don't know, is this an exaggeration to put this in the realm of when scientists were studying um, nuclear fission and fusion? Like, it's such a big deal, you can't just let anyone do it. Correct. Without regulation, without rules. Yes. Is it that big of a deal? Yes, it's that big of a deal. That and look, OpenAI is so protective of their source code, they don't let just anybody go into it. What you're seeing is just an end product. 
But if a government got a hold of some of these systems, and this is something that Sam Altman said, actually, you know, again, at the, at the forum in Dubai, and he said, look, imagine one society on a border has advanced AI, and just on the other side of the border, that society has nothing. They're just living like we are, you know, 2001, yeah. 2002. Imagine the conflict. Yeah. There'd be massive amounts of conflict from economic, political. That's how wars would get started because it, that's why AI needs to be available for everybody, okay. not I'm just certain governments. I'm going to do something I usually don't with you. I'm going to kind of get in the weeds a little bit. So my, the extent of my knowledge about computers is ones and zeros. It's either off or it's on. I can kind of understand that concept, although I couldn't write a, a bit of code, is AI, to your understanding, because you said that it, uh, all you get is the product. They don't tell you how they do it. Right. Is it a super version of ones and zeros, or are they doing a different game? Right now, it's a super version of ones and zeros. When quantum computing hits, then it's going to be a different game. Okay. That's, a to- that's, that's when you're getting close to the singularity where it thinks on its own. Right now, you're literally talking to a product that takes in your input, does some calculations, and gives you an output. But that's literally all it's doing. It's not thinking on its own. It doesn't have any consciousness. It doesn't do anything. It's taking ones and zeros, putting them into pixels to create a, a picture, or putting them into ones and zeros to create a wavelength that is an audio file. So it is literally just a computer. What was the calculating. breakthrough that allowed us to go from uh, the, the relatively simple ones and zeros from five years ago to what we have now? It's the code of algorithm. It's the algorithms. It's the, the, the mathematics behind it and the, the ability to mathematically compute what it thinks the next letter would be or what the next sound would be. So it's predictions. It's predictions. It's a pre, yep, it's a complete predi- predictive what model. What would the stride of a woolly mammoth be? What would the, Correct. the, the 10 mile an hour wind look like on yes. grass? And it saw, all it did was see maybe illustrations, drawings, pictures on the internet of what a woolly mammoth was, then take that and go, okay, well, here's how a woolly mammoth may have walked because its legs were this long compared to the length of its body. And then it does, so it's, it's, it's like mathematics. It's kind of like the smartest human ever. Correct. It's it's a very it's all math. It, it, I know everybody says, "Well, I hate math as a kid," but this is all this is. It's, it's all mathematics and calculations of what what the possibilities of the next letter or what the next sound could be or could look like. Um, but what's wild is when it gets into quantum computing, then you're in a whole different level of of crazy. That's that's when you're talking about no trillions longer ones of, and zeros. No, no longer ones and zeros. No, it's it's completely. It can be a one and a zero at the exact same time. Okay, now we're going to get into gets, a bunch of bull crap, aren't we? <laughs> well, it gets a little crazy. Uh, this is how people get their asses kicked, George Rosenthal. Uh, that's right. Being smart. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna make a monkey out of me. I'll tell you. I can tell you real, real quick how it works though. If you throw a pebble into a into a pond and you see a wave, right? That's basically a, a, a one and zero. So you, the peak is in a, a one. The bottom of the wave is a zero. Everything in between the peak of the wave and the, and the bottom of the wave is some sort of number in between there. Well, quantum computing can think about all those numbers at exactly the same time between the one and the zero. So if you take another rock and throw it in, now you have multiple waves hitting each other. That's ones and zeros constantly going. And then how are those waves going to interact with each other and bounce back off of each other? That's what quantum computing is doing. All right. Mate. Yeah. yeah, your turn. Uh, this is going to be a super stupid question. <laughs> no. Because in theory, aren't there an infinite number of numbers when you keep breaking down into fractions? There's that's always the a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a tenth. You got it. That's the point. So that's why you, that's how powerful yes. this is. It's not so when I say it can be a one and a zero at the same time, it's even more than that. It's every single possibility between a one and a zero at the same time. Why do we even think that we can control this? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I can't I, even understand I mean, it. I know it's it's crazy to think that. And I'm telling you, I've been. I all I do is read on this stuff every day, and I'm like fascinated in the fact that we have not regulated this by now. Look at the time go by. Okay, you're sticking around. Sure. Okay. Uh, DGS George uh, is here from ThrottleNet. We're talking about crazy things. You know what? I said to my daughter, everyone who knows me knows I'm Mr. Drama, right? And she certainly (laughs) does. Uh, But I sent her a text, and she seemed to get it. And I'm like, look, I talk about how my generation had the greatest childhood of all time because our parents let us run wild. 100%. And then once we had you guys, we helicoptered you. Yep. And I said, one of these days, uh, you're going to realize that you, Phoebe Glover, at nine, or 18 years old, are living one of the last truly human lives. That your kids, my grandkids, are going, their life is going to be so different from yours. Oh, yeah. And nothing like mine. I could not agree more. And I told her, just enjoy it. Crazy to think about. Enjoy the last human life. This is it. I, I tell my kids that all the time. I always joke. I say, you know, we live in the future. And they're like, what do you mean, Dad? Were you in a horse and buggy? I'm like, no, I wasn't in a horse and buggy, but you live in the future. And I'm like, when you guys are my age, this planet will not look anything like it does right now. Not even close. Because of AI, because of augmented reality. So what happens to already third world countries that are living like it was 2000 BC? And that is the that's what Sam Altman's talking about when he is so he he even said he goes I'm not worried about robots marching down the street and taking over. He goes I'm worried about very very subtle social misalignments, and these are very small increments of improvements with some countries and not with others. And yeah. those being left behind will be literally in a stone age compared to. Folks walking around with augmented glasses on, uh, you know, taking calls and doing work. I mean, have you seen the Apple goggles for, for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Yeah. There's, there's, if you haven't looked up, if I'm a big fan of Casey Neistat on, uh, on YouTube and, uh, he walks around New York with the goggles on, doesn't take them off, just walks around Times Square. He's sitting down on a bench and he's watching a video on one side and he's pulling up his calendar and people are just walking around him. He Here, sees everything. George, here's what you should know about who you're talking to right now. Yesterday, <laughs> I was shopping at Schnucks and I was in the soup aisle and I was looking at my phone and I looked up and there was a robot uh, that was doing inventory, and telly. I said hello to it, <laughs> and I felt very uncomfortable. That's, That's nice of you to say hi. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Did you get out of its way? Oh, yeah. Hell Did yeah. You? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it would have stopped for After you. you tell After you, Telly. After you, Telly. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, I, it's for still one, really uh, welcome our robot overlords. So Yeah. I went, to, I went to a dinner, and I won't mention the name of the restaurant, but it was really good. But they had a robot deliver the food, went back to the kitchen. Then a robot brought me the check. And I'm like, wait a second. Do you tip the robot? Yeah, do you tip? I, I, I tipped, but I'm like, okay, now That's I'm getting really a little miffed. Who's getting it? I was getting a little miffed here because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wait a second. The, the robot brought me the food, then yeah. went back to the kitchen. Then the robot brought me a check. Like, who am I, what Did am I doing Did the robot take here? your order? No, nope, nope. An actual server took my okay, order, okay. put it in, and then I didn't see them until they came back once for a drink refill, and that was it. That was it. Okay. What kind so, of robot? Like, what, what did it look like? Um, so it's, it literally looks like a trash can with wheels, but I don't mean to be, like, crass. It's like it's four got foot a shelf tall. on the top, got right? Two, yep, got a shelf on top, shelf underneath. Um, so you're basically serving yourself, on though. 
That's because you saying. have to yeah. reach off, reach over on that, bring the thing, put yeah. it on. Yeah. And I, already, I, I know. T- look, I waited tables for six years going through college, and I was a terrible server. Okay, I was the worst <laughs> server. Were you better you, than the robot? Uh, no, I was. I was worse than the robot. I mean, people accidentally wore their drinks, but to have, I get tipping, but that's a little yeah out of control. Uh, you can find George at throttlenet.com slash DGS. Thanks, man. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.